Okay, Apple under fire after it was discovered the company has now dropped plans to encrypt phone backups after the FBI complained that they would not be able to break into their products if they did so. The FBI has been pushing Apple to work with them when breaking into phones of people that they are investigating, though Apple publicly has seemed to push back. Let's uh, welcome in our tech expert for more on this. Adam Oldfield joins me now here on Global News Radio. Adam, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm good, too. Thanks. Uh, Just how secure are our iPhones? Well, I think the uh, the honest answer is very. They're very secure. <laughs> I don't think of the matter of them not being secure is the issue. Uh, the fact is that Apple's got an extremely good security feature within the element of having them uh, locked down and use the biometric logins and so forth with the information on it. Uh, it's, it's the information that you're backing up. If you're using the iCloud, where your information is stored and, and protected, uh, that you would go to in the case of switching your iPhone or say you match it with your uh, laptop, your iPad. It's that information that is very shocking to find out that it was originally announced in 2016 Apple was encrypting it. And that was the big news story was that Apple was encrypting the information on your phone as well as what was backed up into their server. Uh, This announcement of the fact that Apple is now making the point that it is available to the FBI. It It is available... Uh, and they are working with authorities when asked uh, with a court order to easily provide documentation when required. So that's the part which I think is news to everyone because Apple had stood its ground with, we are encrypting the uh, information from peer to peer, anyone using iMessage, anyone using their information in it, it's stored in Apple server is 100% going to be uh, privacy protected. So that's the wake up call is your information on the server, particularly is not encrypted, and if the FBI were suspicious, they would be able to go in and get your information. Okay. The phone itself, though, is encrypted. It seems as if there's two sides to this debate, because some are pointing a finger at Apple and saying, listen, why are you dropping plans to uh, you know, let us fully encrypt this uh, data, this uh, backup uh, in the iCloud? You had these plans, and now you've backed off them. Why aren't you doing everything you can to protect my privacy? On the other hand, some folks would argue, well, you know, this is much needed information, perhaps in a criminal case or maybe even something that's ongoing, an investigation that possibly could lead to arrests or or save lives and that the authorities, they should have access to this. 100%. And I think that's the biggest dilemma that Apple's got right now, but also the fact that I think Apple, and it was announced that would would be in a lot of, I would say, scrutiny from the the U.S. government if they were to put their back up against the wall and stand their ground on the privacy. So, yes, there's morals on both sides. And I also know Apple's, I'm going to say excuse, but reason why they're claiming this is why they're working with authorities is that many individuals who, you know, you and I have done many shows – I forgot my password. I can't access my information. Uh, you call your customer support at Apple Care, and you're asking for assistance. They're claiming that's another reason they can't. They are not encrypting it in the cloud. Is that it allows them to be able to get your information once you validate who you are. All right. So uh, where does this lead us? And I'm wondering whether or not this is going on here in Canada as well. I mean, we're talking about Apple, primarily a U.S. company and the FBI. Is this sort of thing going on here in Canada? Do we know, uh, Adam, with the likes of CSIS or the RCMP, are they making these sort of uh, requests to uh, Apple? Well, actually, the, the truth of the matter is Canadian servers are actually much more secure than the U.S., 
And it's it's a very valid point you just brought up, Jeff. Yes. And during the Patriot Act years ago that was initiated, that was one of the reasons a lot of uh, institutions in the U.S. were moving servers into Canada. Now, during the, the trade agreement with the U.S., when it comes to authoritative FBI in investigation, CSIS will comply and assist where matters are in, in, in tune. However, Canada still has one of the best securities, our privacy securities, does actually give Canadians a lot more protection. The challenge, of course, is that you may not have your information stored on a Canadian server. So if you're using Apple, uh, we have apple.ca. There is backup uh, contingencies that are backed up in the U.S., stored in Canada. So in some instances, yes, Canada is protected. We do have a little more privacy and security that gives us, I, I would say, a little upper hand over the U.S., but it doesn't necessarily mean it's 100 uh, percent uh, privatized to the uh, element that it can't be accessed. All right, here with our tech expert, Adam Oldfield. While we have you here, Adam, wanted to also talk to you about uh, Sonos, because earlier this week, the multi-room speaker specialist, they announced that so-called, and I'm using air quotes now, uh, legacy products would no longer receive updates or get new features. You know how that happens, of course, like on your iPhone. It's like when it's plugged in overnight, uh, you're going to get an update. Well, Sonos has announced, Adam, that if you've got uh, versions sold uh, before 2015, they're basically going to become obsolete, and a lot of folks are pretty upset about this. Well, and they should be. I mean, technically, that's that's not even 10 years, and the product itself uh, should be able to be adaptable with most systems. However, uh, you know, Sonos has a bit of a challenge on their hands, much bigger than just the fact their hardware is outdated, and that is that they're going through a bit of a patent challenge with uh, Google and Amazon. When they were working uh, and collaborating with them, with the Google Assistant and with Alexa, they were, uh, they were offering, obviously, some of their uh, proprietary information to allow it to work. And that was the big uh, kind of uh, big uh, element of saying Sonos is now integrated in technology. It's a smart speaker. And the challenge indicates that Sonos has a bit of a, in the last two years, has filed a big lawsuit against Google. Um, they're going after only one of them because they don't have enough money. But they're going to try for Google's lawsuit for now, try to file a patent that says that they have been uh, cheated and, and their information and their, their uh, intellectual property has been stolen and utilized in all of the Google speaker boxes. So why that's important with all of the outdated information from 2015 is that they're, pro they're in cahoots right now with Google, and the applications to update it is very, very old. In 2010, we were running on Android 1.0. So you take a look at the or the product that was in there. They were smart. They were great. Quality was phenomenal. The price was astronomical. And now I can understand when you say, I want to continue to use this great sounding speaker, but it won't work with today's devices. Uh, I have a feeling Sonos is in a lot of troubles in many ways, not just with a legal suit, but also with their hardware updates. Yeah, can we see perhaps, I don't know, some sort of class action suit uh, on behalf of Sonos uh, users? Because, you know, at the end of the day, and I've got a Sonos system, full disclosure, and it works just fine for me. It pairs with my phone. I stream. I listen to my music. I, I'm just happy. I'm fine and dandy with the way it's working now. And all of a sudden, you're going to shut it down and you're offering me if i want to upgrade my old sonos kit you're going to give me a 30 percent credit trade-in program but is that really enough 
No, I don't think it is. And I think the other element is that, you know, when you're talking about the the, the big L, the big key here is Bluetooth 2.0 is coming out. We know that that new technology to stream and connect your devices to it is going to require a massive upgrade, an upgrade that the equipment that's currently installed in these units are not capable of, of being able to, uh, to be done. So with that said, I think we have to understand with great technology, uh, the lifespan of them is getting shorter. And as you started it, yes, iPhones are needing to be upgraded and we see the iPhone 6 is no no longer going to be supported uh, that is a reality when it comes to technology not okay, but let software. me stop you there for a second because should that be a reality don't these companies don't they have some sort of duty of care when it comes to their products and their customers that you know I'm glad that you're up to iPhone you know 92 now but uh, I've been very happy with my iPhone 6 it does what I need it to do you sold this to me shouldn't you stand by your product even though you've got like the latest and greatest shiny thing over here just because i'm not interested in that all of a sudden what i've got from you uh, what i bought from your company years ago doesn't matter anymore well that yes and uh to the defense of that is the fact that a lot of we're dealing in technology that has a lot of vulnerabilities so with an iphone 6 trying to uh create software that works on you know an iphone 6 is like six units to where we are today because they obviously launch new units every year, um, the speed, the microprocessor in it can't handle the, the, the elements of what is required for security. So we're talking RAM, we're talking uh, in, you know, hard drive space, we're talking speed of use. Um, and we saw that when we saw that they were throttling the iPhone 6 because they were concerned it was going to be uh, uh, limited to uh, to allow it to work properly. So we're in this now world where security is such a, a detrimental impact on some of these softwares or uh, hardwares we're working with. In fact, just this last week, it was announced that we know that Windows 7 is completely off offline. You should not be using Windows Explorer. You should not be using Windows 7. It is a massive security risk. And if you are going to do so or want to continue to do so, it is going to be at its current operation. And if there is an issue with it, it will not be supported. And that is just because uh, they would have to continuously work and upgrade that system. And it's just not a good use of resources for companies to invest in old software operation. It'd be equal to me saying to you, what's wrong with my Commodore VIC-20? It does a perfect job. It types my letters, but it won't print with anything that's made today. (laughs) So it's a reality we have to accept that technology's got to keep up with the hardware upgrades. And and truthfully, Jeff, you and I in three years on Tech Talk, when we do this little discussion, we'll be talking about those contact lenses. Smartphones are going to be one of those. Do you remember we used to have to carry yeah. a phone? So <laughs> it's outdated. Well, you know, in the short term, screw it. I'm unplugging my Sonos when I get home, and I'm going to find my Techniques turntable and amp and hook that up and play some vinyl tonight. <laughs> Adam, Thank you. thanks as always, my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you.